Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Welcome to Morning Shot. I'm Imad Akhtar. Now it's that time of the year again. With the December holidays beckoning, people and businesses are starting to put up Christmas decorations. Some might like the scent of a real tree, while others prefer the convenience of a plastic pine. And of course, the season's not complete without ornaments and lights. For many, it's also a chance to shop for fanciful gifts for their loved ones. But before you go about that, Well, think again. What you buy and eat this season could have longer-term impacts on the planet. For those thinking of how to be more sustainable this Christmas, you'll want to tune into this as we go through the do's and don'ts and what to be mindful about with Stephanie Lim. She is the market transformation manager for the Worldwide Fund for Nature here in Singapore. Stephanie, glad to have you in the studio. Good morning. How are you doing this Monday morning? Morning. I'm doing great. Thanks, Amit. Great to have you on. We're talking about a rather big topic. Lots to talk about, of course. But first, enlighten us, Stephanie. How can we be more sustainable when it comes to decorating? Beyond simply repeated use, will the choice of materials matter? Yeah, definitely. There are many ways we can celebrate without further stressing the environment. One way is to really reuse what we already have at home. So, for example, going back to the basics of upcycling what you have at home, and you can actually turn it into an arts and craft activity with your family. There are a lot of innovative ideas online where you can turn your empty toilet rolls, for example, into Christmas ornaments. Now, the debate of whether or not to have a fresh or plastic Christmas tree is quite tricky because there's actually no life cycle analysis done on. Either materials for the Singapore context, but an alternative I can give you is to reimagine how a Christmas tree could look like. So many of us have house plants, so perhaps dressing them up as a tree with some fairy lights or some ornaments can put us in the festive mood. Also, try and use LED lights for your Christmas tree or Christmas plant. They would use less energy. They will look as good as well. And 95% of the energy in LED lights is actually converted into light. Only 5% is wasted as heat. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So although you do spend a little bit more on LED lights compared to other lights like fluorescent lights, you do end up saving over time. There are also government grants and vouchers available to households if they want to switch to such. Energy-efficient appliances, including lightings. All right, some interesting facts you've thrown at me there, and obviously these decorations are merely a drop in the bucket in this season of air travel and consumerism. Yeah, of course, that's way more that we can actually look on, and、uh, some of the things are things like responsible consumption,、right. and it might be actually related to why I'm here. I think most people think of WWF as the white,、uh, black and white panda logo, and might have the impression that we work to protect animals from extinction, perhaps even protect forests and oceans, which is not wrong. But without actually relooking how we are consuming things and producing things, you know, in a sustainable way, a lot of these forests. Species would be distracted. So when we buy things irresponsibly, there are many impacts we need to consider on the environment and the community. So actually, one example I have close to my heart is coffee, and I'm、ah, sure、okay. many coffee lovers <laughs> are familiar with the roasting process. You know, you know the different temperatures, the different aromas, even the different types of water, how it affects the taste. And it's probably quite straightforward that you know forests are actually cleared to make way for. Coffee plants, or in, in other words, deforested to make way for coffee plants. But I want to talk about how climate change.
change actually affects the taste of your coffee directly. Now, coffee plants are grown around the equator. You can find them in countries like Colombia, Vietnam and Indonesia. With climate change, you see a pattern of human-driven activities. You see more erratic weather patterns becoming more extreme and unpredictable. And guess what is sensitive to temperatures? Mm. Coffee plants. So coffee plants, they actually need very specific temperatures, soil and environments to grow in. With the rising temperatures and lack of rainfall and humidity, coffee plants are not growing and reproducing as they usually would. So a lot of the plants and the cherries itself, the cherries, they actually contain the coffee beans. They are unable to fully flourish and bloom, so they die while developing or they would have a very unusual or even a very unpleasant taste. There isn't quite a quick fix to save the world's coffee supply. It would take a lot of systems change to help farmers implement good management practices to cope with the changing ecosystem. And there are also a lot of social issues tied to the coffee supply chain. As an individual, what you can do is to look out for different certified logos okay. to inform you how is this coffee being produced to buy sustainable coffee and also do your part to not contribute to climate change. So organisations like WWF, we work very closely with businesses, with the community to create a system where businesses support farmers to farm in a sustainable way, which includes improving the farmer's livelihoods so that when you go to the cafe or the supermarket, you will have the option to purchase something that's produced sustainably. Okay, so certified labels is something we should keep our eyes peeled on. We also know that air travel adds on quite significantly to carbon emissions. There have been talks about introducing carbon passports where we as individuals are limited to a certain number of carbon credits that we can use per year. I love traveling myself. In your opinion, which part of our travel journey can we be more mindful about so that we leave as little a carbon footprint as possible? Well, that's a really tough question because I love traveling <laughs> as well. Well, globally, you're not wrong to say that, you know, traveling actually has quite a high emission. So commercial air travel actually accounts for about 2.5% of carbon emissions from fossil fuels. Okay. But I think most of us are traveling via commercial airlines yes. and not private jets. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, our carbon footprint is much lower compared okay. to, you know, the high net worth individuals. Singapore is also an island, so it's really difficult to travel via yes. train or bus, you know, globally. So even though those modes of transports are less carbon intensive, it is quite challenging for us as such a small nation to, you know, look at other ways of transport besides, you know, air travel. So realistically, there is quite little we can do in that sense. Right. But one thing I always, you know, support is voting with your money. So do your research, read up on the different airlines and their sustainability policies and initiatives. Perhaps some airlines might have, you know, some initiatives around fuel efficiency, around sustainable aviation, or even some low carbon programs, right. or even low packaging, you know, for their meal items programs. And that's something that if it resonates well with you, go for it. Yeah, yeah. And another constructive way of looking at the issue could be exploring how we can all be responsible tourists. For example, if when you visit and you were to buy some souvenirs, think about how, you know, certain souvenirs are made. Some of them could be uh, made from endangered species if you were to buy things like um, you know tortoise shells or animal heights and they could be illegal as well look out for green hotels you know that support the environment and the local communities and of course switch off the lights and aircon <laughs> before you leave your hotel you know speaking of which whenever I travel I use Skyscanner mm. um, which is the aggregates flights by price and they typically have at the bottom sometimes that oh this route emits lower CO2 emissions mm. or something like that so that's obviously something we can look out for as well, definitely, like a, a definitely. Telltale 
fine. Exactly. <laughs> now, the year-end, Stephanie, is also a good marketing opportunity for businesses. But as consumers, how can we tell if a business is, in fact, greenwashing what they're marketing? This is a really good question. My friend just asked me this quite recently as well. <laughs> so there are three things I think most consumers can look out for. So number one, buzzwords. Is the company or brand using words that sound good or do they actually mean something? Right. So one common word is biodegradable, mm. which really just means that something will break down into smaller pieces with actually no legal time limit and usually requires a specific environment for it to break down. For example, in soil with a specific strain of bacteria. So in Singapore, many might not know, but we actually incinerate our waste. So purchasing something biodegradable and having that mental image of your biodegradable bamboo toothbrush degrading 100% of the soil is not really accurate. Number two, evidence. One quick and easy way is to look out for certification, such as uh, FSC for paper, MSC for seafood. You can see them on the packaging. Just look out for certain logos. It takes a bit of Googling, but there are you know a lot of information online, a lot of infographics summarizing what these certifications mean. And you can read it and decide if it's something you approve of. If it's not certified, perhaps look for some data on their website explaining how the product is helping the planet. It's also an added bonus if these claims are verified by a third party. But of course, not every brand, especially you know homegrown brands perhaps, might afford to do that. Okay. So just look out for it. You can even reach out to them. And lastly, sustainability. It's actually more than just protecting the trees, mm. the forests. Brands should consider the environmental, social and economic pillars when they are claiming to be a sustainable brand. Look out for evidence that the businesses are thinking about their impact on you know the local economy as well. All right, you talked about helping the planet. Now, we all talk about sustainability, but sometimes it can be a struggle to put what you know into practice in reality. I, for one, have tried to limit my consumption of red meat. I've done away with single-use plastics, so I use a stainless steel bottle that I bring to work uh, and everywhere I go, really. But I also struggle with a few things. One of them is unplugging my devices. Now, I did a bit of research before this interview, and I found online a study done by the Natural Resources Defense Council. It found that unplugging devices in standby mode could reduce 44 million metric tons of carbon dioxide pollution. Uh, what's your advice on how to work towards a more sustainable lifestyle? Where can we begin, Stephanie? First of all, I must commend your efforts <laughs> because it's not easy to bring around a stainless steel cup everywhere. Okay, thank you very much. Um, the first thing to note really is not to let perfection be your enemy. It's very, very corny, but we are all a work in progress. So you don't have to do everything right. Sometimes the right choice is more expensive. So, for example, certified furniture, certified coffee is more expensive. Sometimes the right choice might not even be available in your area. So, for example, a full reuse system for certain packaging might not even exist in Singapore yet. And and sometimes things like low-carbon diet or a sustainable diet might not be culturally appropriate for you. It's not something that you've been eating growing up as well. So the point really, and, and it's really what you've been telling me, is to read up, to do some research on what are the simple things you can do as a start and progress from there. So do things like applaud and commend your friends and family if you see them putting in some effort, <laughs> bringing their you know reusable stainless steel cup. There's also an interesting experience that WWF Singapore launched called uh, Guardians of the Future. This is a escape room experience uh, at Harbourfront Centre. It's aimed at simplifying complex environmental issues through an immersive escape room format. Oh, so you can wow. just Google more, WWF Singapore Escape Room, 
Just find out more on our website. Okay, and just very quickly, talks at COP28 are currently ongoing. We're into the final couple of days. We can't ignore the fact that climate governance on a national level is important as well. So Stephanie, what kind of sectoral changes do you feel can be accelerated in relation to holiday celebrations and events? Well, this increase in holiday celebrations often lead to a surge in different events, highlighting the importance of, you know, sustainable event planning. So various entities, including WWF, government agencies, have released guidelines for hosting zero-waste events and sustainable conferences. However, unfortunately, the adoption of these guidelines by companies and business associations have been very limited. WWF Singapore has the potential to play a significant role in reshaping the market by understanding the challenges faced by the private sector and also the consumers. So by doing so, we can all explore innovative solutions on the ground and encourage greater uptake of such sustainable practices. All right, Stephanie, thank you so much for such a comprehensive overview of how we can be more sustainable in our daily lives, especially as we approach the festive season. Appreciate your time in the studio this morning. Thank you for having me. All right, that was Stephanie Lim, the Market Transformation Manager for the Worldwide Fund for Nature in Singapore. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.